Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the HR Means Business podcast. My name is Mervyn Dinan, and it's an absolute pleasure today to be able to talk to Sally Sorbron. I'm very interested in how HR can be a, a strategic growth lever and the role HR plays in creating cultures of belonging. Uh, and Sally has had an interesting career to date um, and I think has had some very interesting experience and views on this. Sally, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Mervyn. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I, me too. Me too. Uh, tell me, tell the listeners a little bit about your background. Yes, of course. So, um, as you said, my name is Sally. Um, I am an HR professional. I've been working in the in industry for, gosh, oh, quite some time now, um, certainly over 20 years. Um, I've had the pleasure to work in multiple industries and across multiple geographies, as well as also different um, functional representations across the HR function. Today, I find myself actually in a new role. Um, I've been working for a unicorn um, scale up called Travel Perk, who are headquartered in Barcelona, where I am the chief people officer. So I suppose that's every, well, many, let's say, HR um, practitioners dream to sort of reach the number one in their function. And I suppose I've now reached um, that goal in my career. Congratulations. Um, from your career to date, I would say, how have you seen the HR function develop? Um, how has it grown in terms of significance, in terms of the role it plays? And where do you see the future development? So really, really interesting question. And if I think back uh, to those beginning days when I started in, in HR, it, actually for an American corporate organisation at their headquarter in Europe, I was starting in the, the very beginning position, which I think many people fall into, actually, when they join the HR function, which was recruitment. Um, and I joined the recruiting, the graduate recruiting team, because I was just passionate about sort of giving back and having that purpose and connecting with young students, because I was a recent graduate myself. And I don't necessarily think people think through then what is the, what's the meaning of that HR function? How is that HR function contributing to the wider business? Because it's not like it's the sexy functions of sales and marketing where you can see the return on investment and you're winning the big customer deals and and so forth but i think it's it was i suppose a um a quietly sort of growing uh function in those days that would really sort of i think stretch to now become certainly a growth lever of any any organization and i think the experiences that i started back then um, if I think through to um, working within a large scale organization uh, such as GE, General Electric, um, it was a playground, certainly for the HR function in the sense of GE was servicing over 3,000, 300,000 employees globally across multiple industry sectors. And literally, we had the opportunity in the HR function to trial by error as well, I would say, new ideas, new concepts within HR. So it wasn't just a back office function. And what GE did really well is it it kind of made um, the back office function as sort of brilliant at basic. So really had built something for scale that it was then to service, keep the lights on across all those employees. And then that what that meant was that in the other domains of HR, apart from HR operations, you were really able to let's say, step out of the norm, really be this strategic partner 
to the business that you were supporting. And I suppose that was the beauty in GE, um, in the way in which the HR function was set up. It had a voice within the business. It had um, created respect. It had commanded, let's say, uh, a presence at the leadership table with the CFO, uh, with the CEO of any of those different business units. And that's really where I think the strength of that strategic growth lever came into play. Now, in more years, recent years, if I think about my move into back into technologies, I moved and worked through the ranks of um, sort of Salesforce and then, of course, ServiceNow more recently. You've seen a different shift then, I think, in the way in which HR has then represented itself and reinvented itself. So, again, if you think back to the G example, obviously having the basics there, the HR operational activity, keeping the lights on is happening. But in the technology world, it's been happening through um, digital experiences now. So really all of that automation. And so therefore, the investment in the HR tech stack is critical, I think, to then give the same um, levers, as we mentioned, around how then you move the HR support model up through the leadership to really drive strategic initiatives and programs, very much focused on talent management very much focused on obviously employee engagement and cu culture, mm. all of that sort of embedding this whole element and sense of belonging that you talk to. And we can touch in some of those um, sort of ideas and concepts, obviously, through our conversation. I will do. No, it's fascinating. Um, I know on previous discussions you and I have had, uh, you talked about uh, HR being the the magic ingredient. Um, so you're you're starting a new journey with Travel Perk. How how are you hoping to make your HR function their magic ingredient? So again, great and interesting question. I suppose the magic ingredient, to some extent, is an element of culture as well as obviously an element uh, or large portion, let's say, of, of the people. So the people, for me, I always say, is one of your strongest commodities in any business unit. So I think it's about obviously having um, a strategy in place that obviously creates um, the culture that you, you want to drive, that obviously drives engagement, discretionary effort. I've heard in, in previous podcasts that you've done that that's obviously so integral. So if you get that backdrop right, and then obviously you add the magic ingredient, sorry, the ingredient of your people, then I think that does create a certain sense of magic around what is created. Um, so obviously at my beginning um, of my journey in Travel Perk, I'm, I'm there at the moment looking at our HR function and just thinking through what is our three-year people plan? Now, it, 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 I'm quite lucky at Travel Perk because obviously as a travel management um, SaaS organization, it, it's, it's, it's very much focused around obviously seven-star experience. So giving back to our customers that experience um, that they seek. And so for me, I've kind of now stolen that analogy. So the outward facing sort of strategy of seven stars experience, I'm kind of using now internally for the people function. So as a people function, how are we actually creating that seven star experience? And therefore it's that three year roadmap of maybe in the first year, do you know what? It's gonna be a three star experience with a view the second year, five years, and then the third year, seven star. Seven star obviously being that world-class exceptional um, HR um, sort of persona. And so ultimately it's, it's about then aligning the different buckets underneath uh, that journey is what's going to accelerate us. So if we think about everything that we're doing around sort of our hiring engine, what are we doing around recruitment, talent acquisition, talent brand, those sorts of things. So what's that candidate experience again? 
everything that we're doing around people operations. So that backyard for scale. So where there's automation, there's self-service. Again, that employee experience layer that's thread um, through those moments that matter for our employees. Then, of course, it's your whole um, rewards and compensation. So sort of helping employees understand the, the value proposition as well for them. Um, and, and obviously how they connect their benefits and their well-being um, to obviously the wider organization. Of course, then another element in Travel Park, which I think is quite unique to Travel Park, is they actually have this team called Community. Um, and I'll touch on that as well a little bit later, I think, in the sense of community and development. What does actually community mean? And for me, community are the team that are sort of driving the strategic programs that embed our culture across our global organization. So development is also a part of what that community team are doing. And then pulling all of that together are our HR business partners that are kind of the, the facilitators, let's say, of how these programs sort of land and how that works then with our leaders in driving this forward as our seven star experience that we're creating. So hopefully get, that gives a little bit of an overview of the journey at the moment. It's still, it's still early to say, but uh, I've got um, some 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 quick wins under my belt, I would say. That's great to hear. And it's always good when you start somewhere new, obviously, if you can get those quick, quick wins. Uh, uh, we're going to talk soon, uh, I think, about leaders and managers. But I suppose one of the things I'm interested in is is the, I suppose, the, the around culture. Um, and we've talked before about, you know, uh, how to kind of protect culture, you know, HR's <laughs> role in fostering protecting culture and using culture as the lever for growth how how do you intend to go about that yeah so it's interesting I think the vision I have is that all of us when you're representing an organization are in theory a custodian of the culture that you belong um, to and so it's therefore about how do you amplify that message with your employees and your leaders and that's where Again, having a strategy driving programmatic events are important to that. Um, so obviously the, the HR role I see in partnership with leadership um, is really that we are the facilitators then of, of that and really sort of holding true that sense of, of, of culture and sort of measuring it so that we understand that we are um, holding it and also improving where needed. But I would say that um, one way to protect the culture, and, and particularly if I give Travel Perk as an example, we were 500 employees last year. Uh, we're over 1,000 um, 10 months later. So that is a huge, huge growth experience and curve journey there. And so it's really important about, again, leading with purpose around what our culture is. And so really articulating and, and talking about it. So that's obviously the best way to protect it. If you talk about it, if you celebrate and you recognize your culture, um, then that gives a sense of pride back to your employees who then are obviously going to be custodians of that and will then talk about that through their networks, obviously through then the employees that we're, we're still hiring and bringing in through the door. And um, that's really, I think, um, for me, again, an essential ingredient, let's say, in the strategy that you're building is how can you then sort of communicate, talk about it, celebrate and recognize. And actually um, I've started using uh, a vehicle in Travel Perk. So this this is something I would say is, um, is a great win for me at this early stage. And again, that goes back to um, 
the basic ingredient I've been given at Travel Perk, which is, of course, this this fabulous organization that's been on this amazing growth journey, but has a very strong sense of purpose. And obviously, the purpose is about creating human connections in a healthy and sustainable way through in, in real life experiences. So obviously, that makes sense if you think externally from a travel management perspective. But of course, that can also apply internally as well to our organization, particularly if I think about holding true that sense of um, of culture, what does what does that mean for us and so forth. Um, and I think against a backdrop where we've come out of this two year period of COVID, where we've seen hyper growth across many tech organizations, where we've had this conundrum um, that we've been debating in the HR world around the future of work, uh, well, the new era of work is here. We're living in it. Uh, we're, we're, we're in a hybrid for the most part or digitally first experience. And again, I think it's about then being intentional around what this means for an organization's culture. And this is what we've been doing at Travel Perk um, and really using the what we call the in real life strategy and framework that we've created for the culture to really sort of embed and make sure that that um, cultural experience is felt across our different locations around the globe for um, for maybe historical employees or evergreens, as we call them, as well as our newbies. So um, that's, for me, I think, a really interesting strategy and concept um, to think about is in real life. Um, it is. Uh, you've also talked about purpose-led experiences. So um, how would you define them? Uh, and and how, I suppose, does HR set about kind of creating them? Yeah, so I, let me go let me go further then into this in real life um, strategy, which I think then underpins the culture. And this framework, I think, is relevant, as I said, to any organisation. And the way in which we've been talking about in real life is essentially a way to inform our employees around when in real life is actually more suitable than maybe the digital experience. And so therefore, to drive that as an incentive for our employees, we're, we're, we're almost stating that the in real life is by creating this purpose-led experience. So we want you to come to the office to have this in real life experience because there will be a purpose behind it. And that purpose could be of uh, multiple elements. And if I, I think to the five pillars that we've created, the first is obviously reimagining a workplace. So really thinking about workspaces, how are they used today? If you think back historically, I could turn them sometimes as the battery hen environments where you came into your cube, you sat at your cube and therefore you worked from nine till 5.30 or whatever your contractual hours were. We don't want that. We want um, an experience where people can come. They're coming in to collaborate. They're coming in to talk, to hear information, to understand new um, new ideas, to work together on product development if you're in engineering. So it's really about having those spaces and those environments where people can then come and do that. Um, the second element, aside from workplace, is um, something that I've been talking about called a team pack. So really, if you think about hybrid way of working, people have been talking about, hey, let's come into an office maybe three days a week or two days a week. What, what I want to refer to as a team pact is it's like a social contract that you have with your manager, your team and your colleagues in how and when you come and do in real life work together. 
and it's simple it may be as simple as a commitment to your weekly team days or team meetings together or one-to-ones or having a feedback and development conversation so it goes back to what is that purpose of meeting together in real life the third one is development as a pillar so really thinking about personal development so we really believe um, that this is, I think, foundational if it's done in real life. You can obtain so much more from that experience. Um, fourth pillar is community. And I touched on that before around really that cultural yeah. foundation and really that sense of belonging. And our community team are really sort of working with what we call hub um, hub champions. So really they, these are the individuals that are sort of owning the experience and culture in our different hubs around the globe. And we kind of bring them together as a strategic program initiative. We give them budget. We work with them on the experiences that they're driving and the events that they're creating at those local sites. Underneath this pillar, you've also got um, volunteering work as well. So the teams that are driving volunteering. So again, we're coming together in real life to give back in our local communities. And then, of course, you've also got um, the whole sort of um, diversity angle. Again, if we think about our belonging groups, as we call them, they're also coming together in their various communities around the globe as well, sort of celebrating their different experiences. So that's really a very, very powerful pillar for us around driving mm. in your life. And then last but not least, I've got events that we call celebratory events, which are very much part of the travel perk world so coming together celebrating different cultural moments as well as obviously celebrating um company um, accomplishments and results as well so those are the the five pillars so they're creating those purpose-led experiences in real life for the organization that is very impressive uh sally um there's a lot there and i can see that that that, that you know you, you are looking to create i think a, a great experience if i reuse the word for the people there um thinking about leaders managers and leaders you know that they, they how i won't say how easy is it to sell it to them but i mean what is their role they have to be able to uh amplify and embody the mission um so what's your strategy i suppose for bringing them with you on this yeah, and again, I think any any HR practitioner that's driven sort of change management programs um, across an organization, ultimately you start with communication and engagement. Okay, again, as we've talked about, amplify is 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 a great great word around how you communicate, you sort of recognize and 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 you you create that sense of pride around what you're doing, and check from a change management perspective. And so what. What what I do is I look at then the leadership as a as a as a community, and I actually split it out into two personas, as I would call them. The first is really the um, the leadership, and that's really your top five percent um, senior leaders. And I think for me, they are really the extension of your C suite. Um, a C suite cannot be everywhere. If it's five, six, seven leaders, whatever it might be, at that top level. Um, with a with a growing organization um, in hyper growth, it's very, very hard to be sort of wrapping your arms across the entire organization. And that's where you need to engage in that top 5% of your leaders. Create this community. We call it the um, executive leadership team, ELT. Again, bring them together, talk them through and engage them, give them that sense of purpose on what we're doing as an organization around the company strategy, around obviously then the uh, engagement and people initiatives. For me, I'm sort of bringing them on that journey. I'm, I'm sort of 
asking them for their feedback. They're like a, a critical focus group that I've got to win over. And, and if I don't win them over, just take on that feedback and sort of then pivot and change. Um, so they are absolutely a critical part. And this community um, I bring together at the moment, I'd say every two months, I think in a normal um, sort of slower scaling organization, you, you could do it every quarter. But again, what you're trying to do is you're imparting information, connecting them to the strategy, and then also driving their own personal development through experiences, um, again, that you're you're bringing them through. So I think that's um, certainly a, a stronghold. The other group is then your entire manager community, because um, they also need to sort of partner with you on the journey of change that you're driving. So they are also very integral in how you're working with them and again how you bring them on that change management journey because ultimately they will be at the coalface with the employee population bringing them through whatever change or whatever um let's say creativity or strategic initiative driving okay um well listen it sounds like you've got some fantastic plans ahead for travel perk uh, it sounds like you made a really great start uh, it's been a pleasure to actually talk to you and hear more about them. Um, I think that a, a lot of the conversations that we have around the HR space into this um, don't necessarily go into the kind of depth that you've been able to go here. So I think uh, for listeners, this will be very, very uh, useful uh, and a good insight to how to, I think, create and build uh, the, this culture of belonging and to take the leaders with you and to really, um, I suppose, align people with the purpose and to give them the experience, which... Uh, you know, again, is 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 what employees increasingly want want from work. So, Sally, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I wish you lots of luck, and um, hopefully, uh, we will speak again soon. Thank you, Mervin. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation.